Welcome to another episode of Joyful Recovery in Christ, a podcast dedicated to Christians in recovery. While we use the traditional 12 steps as a guide, we clearly define Jesus Christ as our higher power, in fact, the highest power, and we base our recovery on a vibrant faith in Jesus. One thing is certain, in Christ there is joyful recovery from whatever you're facing today. I'm your host, Pastor Jim. Today we're continuing with our current series that we're calling The Walk. Together we'll be walking hand in hand with Jesus as we take a detailed look at how the teachings of Christ apply to our walk of recovery. We began by taking a look at the Bible and how it came to be, how it came to us, and some of the ways it will serve as the basis for our ongoing walk of Christian recovery. The Bible reveals to us the fact that God exists, and it also tells us about what the true God is really like. And that's crucial to our recovery, since in steps two and three, we come to faith in God and turn our will and our life over to the care of this being we call God. In today's multicultural world, people have lots of gods from which to choose. There's Allah and Buddha and Krishna and Mother Nature, and on and on it goes. There are seemingly gods galore, one for every possible preference. These gods all have one thing in common, and that one thing is nothing. As in, they are nothing, they can do nothing, they change nothing, and they provide nothing. They are all figments of the imagination of someone, based on false stories made up to explain the unexplainable. When you compare those false gods to the true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you see that they are nothing at all. The Bible tells us that in 740 BC, the prophet Isaiah had a vision of the throne room of God, the true God that is. Isaiah heard the angels sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Not much later, Isaiah delivered these words of God to the people. God said this, Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. Close quote. There's no God like our God, because there is no God besides our God. He is the first. He is the one who existed before creation, before the Romans or the Greeks, and he existed way before these cultures created their idols made of gold and paper and wood. 
Our God is not a figment of someone's imagination. He's not a myth. He is the God of eternity. But how can we know for sure that the God of the Bible is the true God of gods, the only true God? Well, God himself has given us a foolproof way to know which God is real and which is the counterfeit. Listen to God's words, again spoken through the mouth of Isaiah. God says, Who is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let them declare what is to come and what will happen. Close quote. God throws down the gauntlet here. The true God says to these wannabe gods, it's time to put up or shut up. If they can predict the future perfectly, then they can share the stage with him. But of course, they can't. Can things made of metal or paper or wood predict the future? Have they made any promises that they've kept? Only God makes promises and keeps them. And we're witnesses of that. For example, God promised to rescue his people from exile, and he did. God promised to send a savior who would be born in Bethlehem, and he did. God promised that this savior would be born of a virgin, and he was. God promised that this Savior would be a suffering Savior who would suffer, die, and be raised on the third day. And that is exactly what happened. Our God, the God of the Bible, is trustworthy and true. We can turn our will and our lives over to the care of this being, and we can do so without reservation. In fact, God invites you and me to do just that. Think of it, friends. This being we call God created this entire universe out of nothing. He simply spoke it into existence. Once, there was nothing. God spoke, and suddenly, there it was. The vastness of space hundreds of billions of galaxies, each containing hundreds of billions of stars. And God created this planet. And he created Traverse City. And he created you and me. Sometimes, sadly, we try to play God. And we try to run our lives the way we think is best. How foolish. Compared to this true God, this God of unlimited power, who in the world are we to even attempt that? King David considered this question in Psalm 8 and wrote these profound words, When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Close quote. 
You know, we might tend to be a little fearful of this powerful and holy God, especially when we consider our sinful lives. In fact, we might tend to be really fearful. But fortunately for us, God is love. We need not be afraid of this amazing being we call God. Almighty God has promised to take care of you, and he has taken care of you, and he will continue to take care of you. No matter what the future may hold for you, the Lord, who is the first and the last, is already there, ready to handle whatever might happen to you or whatever you might cause to happen to you. He is the rock, the rock in whom you can find protection, comfort, sustenance, peace, help, hope, and forgiveness. He alone is God, and there is no other. And we are his children, beloved by God, and we need not fear, because our Heavenly Father loves us with an everlasting love. He loves you so much he entered his creation. He took on human flesh, and he did that to bear your sin and to be your Savior. Jesus promises you that he has gone ahead to prepare a place for you in heaven. The Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, wrote this, quote, God has highly exalted Christ and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Close quote. Not just one of many lords, not just the number one lord and all of these other gods come below him. No, the Lord of lords, the King of kings, the Savior of the world, our one and only true God. Well, that's all for today. Next time, we'll continue digging into what we know about this being we call God, and I hope you can join us. Until then, I'm your host, Pastor Jim, wishing you God's richest blessing.